right, we are live. Day three training camp coming to you live from the media room because we are just trying to find anywhere to knock this out for you fine folks. Okay, let's talk about what we saw today. Um, it was a little bit of a light day in my opinion. So uh, no Dre Greenlaw, no Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey will practice tomorrow as will Javon Kinlaw who sat out today. Today was the first day back for Trent Williams who was excused for um, the birth of his child. So congrats to you, Trent. Not sure if you're a first time dad, but if you are, get some sleep, man. You are going to need it. Um, no word on Greenlaw, by the way, whether he was injured, whether it's a vet day. So I'm sure uh, Kyle Shanahan will clear that up tomorrow. Jordan, where should we start? What stood out to you? You know, I would probably go with the interior of the defensive line again. I thought that was the area that really shined the brightest today. I thought Maurice Hurst had a really good practice yesterday, and he looked even better today. Uh, and he's doing that against the first-team offense, running with the first-team defense in the absence of Eric Armstead. And uh, he just looks like somebody that, you know, it's early. I don't want to throw the word lock out there yet, but I think he's a pretty safe bet to make this final 53-man roster. I think the only reason he didn't last season – have the impact they expected was injury. And now that he's healthy, we're seeing what he's capable of bringing to this defense. His D-line is really freaking good, man. Like, really, really good. So, uh, Charverius Ward, during the media during his media session today, said he feels like the 49ers have 10 or 12 starters um, along the defensive line. Charles who had another sack today. Uh, we saw Robert Kondiche beat his guy, and that was pretty impressive. So, I mean – they they go very very deep it's it is impressive and i think what we can really do is and before we crown the defense everybody knows that they're really they're really good let's see how they do when the pads come on because the offensive line is at a bit of a disadvantage without pads uh they're, they're allowed to be a little bit more physical uh when they do have pads on so i mentioned just as far as uh, the injuries go up front. So without Trent Williams, the offensive line was Jalen Moore was at left tackle. Colton McKivitz was at right tackle. Spencer Burford and Aaron Banks were at both guard spots. Uh, Jake Brindle was back at center. So it was Daniel Brunskill yesterday. So we're going to see, I imagine, uh, a lot of swapping, a lot of musical chairs, as Kyle Shanahan said. Uh, and that probably has a little bit to do with some of Lance's struggles. And that was apparent again today. Lance threw an interception uh, to Talanohu Funga where it was just a crossing route. And it seemed like I thought that George could have, probably could have fought for the ball a little bit, but the the pass was errant, and Hufanga made a nice play. Um, other than that, though, uh, what were your initial impressions on Trey Lance? Because we see some of the beat. Yesterday we talked about him, and we weren't impressed yes, uh, yesterday when that happened. And we had some comments naturally, you know, just being a little bit um, just not happy to hear that. I guess is the easiest way to say. So today everybody saw, saw that. Uh, what did you think of Trey? Uh, I thought that he was more decisive today, and I think that that's a step in the right direction. It felt like yesterday he was holding onto the ball way too long. He wasn't making quick decisions. He wasn't playing with instinct. He was overthinking, it felt like, a lot. Uh, today, I thought that he looked a lot more comfortable knowing where to go with the football. Yeah, there was some inaccuracy. There was some ball placement. I'm sure he'd, uh, he'd rather have those plays back if he could, but he at least looked more comfortable getting to those reads and going to the right spot with the football. And again, it's really hard to evaluate all of this right now with the offensive line, not only not being in pads, but also, you know, you got to consider they have a rookie starting at right guard. You have both starting tackles out. You have a new center snapping the ball. Like the whole unit is really, you know, kind of in this shift where 
it's not going to be anywhere near what we see as the final product, but it's kind of what they have to make do with for now. And I think that we shouldn't, you know, judge Trey Lance and his offense too harshly until we really see what that line is going to look like closer to that product we'll see on the field week one. Right now, so far from it, that it's kind of like you have to take some of these stat lines, some of these purposes with a grain of salt, just based on the fact that uh, you're not only having this, you know, makeshift offensive line protecting for you, you're going up against the defensive line we can't stop talking about because of how good they are. So I just think it's a recipe for disaster right now, and it'll sort itself out um, as the weeks continue going into training camp in the preseason. Yeah, we have to remember. So the offense, they're missing two of their best players, if not the two best players in Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. So when Trey Lance is dropping back and one person or most of the defense is paying attention to Brandon Ayuk on one side, um, like he's throwing to Ray Ray McLeod instead of Debo Samuel. And that's not, not, not an indictment on Ray Ray McLeod either. It's he's not Debo Samuel. So I imagine when he's back, when Trey Lance doesn't have to worry about running for his life, because as of now, um, whether it's Burford, whether it's Brindle, whether it's Banks, those guys, they're they're just not winning as much as you would like them to. Now, again, that's to be expected because we are early in camp. But um, some of the issues that I'm seeing with Trey Lance, I don't think his timing and sequencing are you know one on one. I don't think he's like I don't think his feet are married to his shoulders. I don't think everything's aimed to where they should be. And I don't know if he's trying to throw the ball too hard because like it's so evident that he has a cannon. But there was one on the corner throw to, I, I believe it was Ayuk, where it was just a quack, and the ball was short by probably like seven yards because there was, you know, it was, he, I don't know if he's gripping the ball too hard, but he, he left a few throws on the field like that again today. So, again, we're going to have to keep an eye on that to see if, you know, these accuracy issues are going to be a thing. But you, when you talk about more decisive, that's one thing that I did write down too. Like that's more important to me to see whether he's making plays in the pocket, he's standing tall in the pocket, he's not dropping his eyes and looking to run when he is under duress. So uh, not really seeing that. And it's all about progression again. So like let's judge him when he does have his best players on there. Um, instead of just focusing on Debo Samuel, or sorry, not Debo Samuel, obviously, but Trey Lance and all, you know, all the, the big names. Let's talk about some under-the-radar guys. Um, again, this team is very deep, and there are a lot of good players who will need to play, and they will have to contribute for the 49ers. Uh, who stood out to you on the second and third team? Malik Turner, uh, wide receiver, has history in the league, played in Seattle, played with Dallas. Uh, he's somebody who I think is a very, uh, very sneaky bet to, you know, make that roster as the fifth or sixth wide receiver because of the value he brings on special teams. He had a really nice catch about 30, 35 yards down the right sideline where he had to turn and catch it on his back shoulder and get both feet inbounds in a very tight window. Uh, and he's somebody who, again, has the experience in the league, has the speed, checks all the boxes of bringing uh, value to the roster as a fifth or sixth guy because of what he brings on special teams and the versatility. He has, I thought he had a really strong showing today. Um, you know, there was some encouraging signs from Drake Jackson too, going up against that second, third team offensive line. He's definitely flashing the athleticism that uh, made so many people so high on him when he was selected, myself included. I would pump the brakes a little bit on the, he's going to start in the turbo set takes, because I think there are just so many, there's such a log jam at the edge position with talented players that the 49ers will be in a spot where they can almost redshirt Jackson this season and really have him develop with that D-line, work with Kosarek, and really um, harness that athletic ability and turn it into a devastating uh, pass rusher off the edge in the coming years. 
I just don't think it's going to be week one, but I am very encouraged from the bursts that I'm seeing that are showing the talent he has. Yeah, and you mentioned Malik Turner. So he beat Ambry Thomas on that play down the sideline, and Ambry had um, an interception, but that was a play where the wide receiver fell. Um, the same thing happened to Afunga. So he had an interception, but a couple of plays before, Kittle like ran right by him on a crossing route. So the competition is very good. On If we're talking like second and third team, I'd say Jordan Mason, like he, the running back. He had a very nice run that we talked about, but – if you didn't know any better, you'd think he'd be either starter second or the second team guy. He's decisive. He gets downhill. I think he just doesn't have any waste of movement. I'm excited to see how he looks when the pads come on because, again, it's tough to judge, especially running backs more so than anybody uh, because they're not being taken to the ground yet. But I think he's going to be a guy that stands out and makes a difference, especially in preseason because think about it. Uh, what This is extra, especially true for the defensive line, but Mason's going to be going against like the other team's third team. And the 49ers third team players are much better than most other teams because of uh, the depth on the roster. Um, I'm trying to think of what else stood out today. I know Juwan Jennings had a really nice catch, and that was um, on Ambry Thomas, too, who seems like he's having just a rough camp. I mean, um, he's I know somebody tweeted that he's given up like all seven of his targets for completions. Uh, he, I want to say he's in position, but at the same time, like last year, one of his biggest issues was just finding the ball. And that was the case in college too. And we're seeing that kind of play itself out in training camp where uh, if you're in position, great, but you have to be able to find the ball. So uh, I would say if we're, if we're talking about people who need to kind of step up, it'd be Ambry Thomas on one side. And I don't know if this is fair for Aaron Banks, but there's just been multiple days in practice where he's been penalized. Like he's, he's had some false starts. So he's got to clean that up. Uh, what about you? Who needs to kind of take their game to another level as we head into Monday and, um, you know, practice really kind of revs up? Um, you know, I would agree on Banks. I think just the offensive line in general, I hope that's not like a cheap out, but I just think the first team offensive line, I understand that it's, there's a, it's very difficult to have that many moving parts and play with a group of players that you're not used to getting reps together with, but they just need to find a way to collectively just improve even incrementally because again, the better they are, the better it's going to be for Trey, the better the offense as a whole is going to come along. So I just like to see that entire first team offensive line really step up. And I think, hey, when you put Trent Williams out there, um, you know, he was out there. He didn't participate in the team drills today, but he was back at practice today. That's going to instantly alleviate a lot of concerns. Same with Mike McGlinchey. When you get your starting tackles back, it will be a little bit better. But I just like to see the guys on the interior take it up to another level and really match the intensity uh, that the interior defensive line is bringing. Because it wasn't just Hurst. It wasn't just Givens. It wasn't just Armstead the first day. Even Hassan Ridgway looked really good. Hassan Ridgway had a couple plays where he really flashed. Uh, you know, Robert Kemdiche, who they recently signed, had a play where KP and I were watching. And, you know, uh, KP was, hey, that looked like the Aaron Donald jump movement. He's jumping and ripping through the line at the same time, exploding into the backfield. Um, and I just like to see a little bit more, um, not just on the first team, just a little bit more fire from the interior. Because I think that, you know, Kosarek and his guys are going to bring it. I'd like to see that intensity match from the interior offensive line. All right, and now let's take it to the player of the day before we get out of here. So uh, today's going to be shorter just because, again, it just felt like a lighter practice. The, the special teams period periods were longer than they have been. I think that they're, I think the reason for that is so NFL Network is going to be here on Saturday and the camera crews are going to be here. So that's probably probably why they were saving uh, McGlinchey, Ken Law, I and mean, maybe even Greenlaw. Hopefully Greenlaw is healthy uh, because I, I am interested to see how that linebacker battle plays itself out. But uh, who, who is your player of the day uh, for Friday's practice? 
I would probably say Maurice Hurst. I, he, if it wasn't for Traverius Ward being as good as he was yesterday, I, he was in the running for sure. Uh, I think he deserves the nod given the way he's looked in back-to-back practices, going up against that first team and just having that explosion. He, was, he had a couple of really good reps I had in my notes uh, on running plays. He had a couple of pressures on passing plays. He just is somebody that looks like he can be a key cog in that defensive line rotation on the interior. When you start thinking about the potential of Armstead and Givens and Hurst and Kinlaw on the inside, that's a really formidable group. And they, they could go deeper than that, even with a guy like Ridgeway. So I think Hurst is going to give you, sorry, going to be a key part of this team. And I think that he is just flash in a way that really stood out the last couple of days. I don't know. Cause so for those of you, you, I imagine none of you know this, but Jordan's been focusing on the defense that I've been focusing on the offense. I don't know that I can give credit to the best player on offense today. Uh, Trey was inconsistent. Um, Brandon Ayuk had a great couple of days. He had a drop today, and that was over the middle earlier in practice. Um, it just seemed like I don't know if lackluster is the right is the right word, but it seemed they just seemed lack, lackadaisical today. Um, there are a few drops, some penalties, and maybe they're just looking ahead to pads and they're ready for pads already. But uh, it seemed I would say that I mean maybe Jordan Mason would be my answer. But again, like he he has runs that are impressive, but at the same time, like they're not being taken to the ground. Um, so I I don't think that there is a, an MVP. I guess is how you would put it for uh, today's practice. But I am ready for the pads to come on because I'm dying to see somebody be able to slow down Nick Bosa, and that is going to be Trent Williams, I imagine, because uh, in about going on three years, it hasn't happened yet where Bosa has gotten the best of Trent Williams, at least in one-on-one situations. Uh, we will be back here tomorrow though for you. Uh, and hopefully uh, the energy, which has been good, but it was just a little down uh, today. But that's to be expected, you know, a couple of days of practicing. Uh, we're on the weekend. And w- with more starters being out, I imagine um, the energy level is going to drop. So that'll, that, will ch- that will change, I imagine, on Saturday. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, please, again, rate, subscribe, review, leave us five stars, wherever it is you get your podcast. And we will be back tomorrow uh, where hopefully – Uh, We are talking about more good things from the offense.